0: Welcome to Your Financial Planet podcast with David Valliere and the Synergy Capital Solutions team. This is the show that brings you synergistic financial strategies to help you enjoy the fullness of today and empower your next generation. Join us for this journey to help you synergize your finances.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Your Financial Planet. I'm your host, David Valliere. And today we want to do something a little bit differently. We are doing a series on women and wealth, and so co-hosting with me is is Jordan Andrusiak. Jordan, welcome back.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. So I, what what we were really hoping to do, you know, for listeners here, is to bring on a panel of ladies that come at life from different angles. They might be, you know, in different stages of life, different life experiences, and just bring them on the podcast and say, you know, hey. Help us to understand your worldview, so that we can start talking about, you know, how we might be able to support you and and really understand, you know, where you're coming at things. So with that, Jordan, let me just kind of hand the reins to you. Why don't you help us introduce our guests?
2: Perfect. Yes. Thanks, David. So this is Jordan andruziak here. We have on with us today, in no uh, specific order, Amanda, Danielle, Denise, and Hannah. I'm going to have each of them introduce themselves, give a little bit of their stories, their backgrounds, both personally and professionally. Ladies, feel free to use your last names if you'd like, or if you'd like to be a little bit more incognito, feel free to just use your first
3: names. And I'm going to kick us off by having Hannah
2: introduce herself.
3: Awesome. Thanks, Jordan. And thank you to all the listeners. I'm really happy to be here My name is Hannah Haley. I am the marketing manager for Oliver Wyman Actuarial Consulting out of Chicago. We are a global consulting firm with offices all over the world, and I'm primarily responsible for designing pitches to win new business and oversee our firm's entire marketing strategy. I am 25 years old, actually, as of today, and I've been in the workforce for four years. I am a perfect example of a millennial who has just been officially kicked out of the nest in every sense of the word. Uh, in the last two years, I have taken on my own health insurance, my own car insurance, all of my own living expenses, and then most recently got kicked off the family phone bill. So I'm smiling as I say it because it's definitely a rite of passage, but through this matriculation into adulthood, I've had a lot of bumps on trying to balance my social life with my savings and kind of where I want my life to project in terms of my finances. So really excited to be here today. I think I represent a lot of my friends and similar people who are in this stage of life trying to balance this type of world. But uh, yeah, again, really happy to be here, Jordan, and excited to hear what everybody else has to say about their stages of career and life.
2: Thanks, Hannah. And of course, happy birthday.
4: <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. <laughs>
3: <That's
4: exciting. laughs> Thank you. All right, Amanda, you are up next. Thank you. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks, Jordan and David. My name is Amanda Dorio. I am an estate planning attorney. I'm 46 years old, I think. Sometimes I think I might be older or younger, but today I'm 46. I am in the position currently where I've got my own firm. I've built it over the past three years, having previously been with a larger law firm and am enjoying the freedom that my age, I think, brings to the table to my clients in terms of the fact that I, you know, I'm I'm going to be around for many, many years doing estate planning, but also that I have experience under my belt. So I... My goal and my focus is to make sure that families that I create estate plans for are confident and comfortable and know that I'm here for them. Being in Southwest Florida, Naples, a lot of my clients tend to be retirees and their children live up north. And therefore I have a relationship with the children, you know, to ensure that their parents are being taken care of and everything is Is going smoothly for them. My background is I grew up in Ohio and been in Milwaukee, been in Baltimore, been in Chicago, you know, been all over the place. And through many different avenues of investing, I've come to uh, realize that the best thing for me is. Um, relying on my financial advisor, and being very thankful of that in terms of it helping me to work best for my clients. So I don't know, that's that's me in a nutshell.
2: Wonderful. Thanks, Amanda. And, and I think you're epitomizing the true freedom that having a financial plan can can bring. Perfect. All right,
3: Danielle, let's hear about you. Sure. Well, again, thank you so much, David and Jordan, for having us all on today. My name is Danielle Lee. I'm the Senior Employee Benefits Advisor at Hub International, where I help middle market companies with their insurance spend and things like recruiting, employee engagement, health and well-being. And then personally, I, I kind of fit right in between what Hannah and Amanda just described. I'm 36 years old and I have two children. I'm local to Michigan. And really for me, you know, I'm at the stage of life where I'm thinking about things like saving enough money, college for my children. Do I really want to pay the entire sum of their college tuition at some point, or maybe a partial amount? And then I'm also wanting to counterbalance that with enjoying some of our wealth, you know, while our kids are still young. So it's just that phase of life where you're you know not quite green and new to these things, but really not on the horizon quite yet.
2: Perfect. Yeah, I think it's it's really all about finding that balance at various life stages. And so I'm gonna be curious to hear really where where you guys end up settling. All right. Denise, last but not least, you wanna
5: share some of your story? Of course. Hi everybody. I am my name is Denise Gergley. Thank you so much for having me on today. I think this is a great forum um to really talk about it. And uh, I love sharing it with other women in different stages of their life. And By the way, Danielle, everything that you just talked about is what I'm about to go through. I have been an executive of most of my life. I was in retail with a lot of big name retailers in the merchandising field. So I've held executive positions. I am now the CEO of a large not for profit organization. So my life has been busy, but balance is also important to me because I am a mom. I am a wife. I have three boys. One is freshman in college and then I've got two sophomores. So we're getting ready to do all of that college planning. I think having a financial plan in place is something that has helped me tremendously because there are so, so many different ups and downs in your life and, and life grows lots of different curveballs and being able to manage a plan and being able to kind of weather those things in your life has been really, really a game changer for me and my family. So I'm excited to, to talk with everybody today about that.
1: Awesome. And thank you for, for those introductions. You know, I, I, as kind of the host, it's important for me to step back and, and and let this, these conversations go, but, you know, just seeing myself or my kids in some of these stories, you know, I started to share with, with some of the folks on, on the prep call, but, you know, I have, I have two boys, I have two girls, I'm married and the tiebreaker is on the way. So, you know, we have, we have a daughter in college, we have Two kids in high school, one in middle school, and and my wife is is expecting a little girl. So like everything that we talking about college is is a conversation that the value of your family is is in the midst of, right? Talking about preparing for college and then talking about, you know, raising a young one. So I can hear, but but I'm also I'm also, you know, the, the same age as Amanda. So I'm also thinking about the things she's thinking about. So this is a really not only an interesting conversation to be a part of, but you know, near and dear to my heart is I think about my daughters. I think about, you know, my my wife. And of course, you know, having this conversation, my 12-year-old boy said, hey, don't forget about me, you know, sorry, but I got to <laughs> publicly make sure I'm, I'm thinking about the boys as well. But, you know, it's really interesting. So I do want to kind of take this conversation and, and, you know, I think Danielle started to touch on it a little bit and, and maybe each of you did in your story. But Really, the question that I wanted to bring to the table for, for for the next part of this conversation is really this concept of what keeps you up at night, right? You're at different phases, different life experiences, what keeps you up at night related to your finances?
5: So, um, of the group, I'm the one probably the closest to retirement. So I am 51 years old and really what keeps me up at night is being able to balance our finances and setting our kids up for success. So paying for college, you know, whether it's weddings or a new home in their future, but being able to hopefully springboard them into a successful um, career, but then also have the savings in place so that my husband and I can retire comfortably and enjoy life and travel. So, you know, it becomes just a balancing act of, of how you continue to save. And then as, you, as I have kids going off to college already, the expenses are real. Boarding is very expensive, tuition, but, you know, being able to provide for them from a, a college perspective was something my husband and I agreed on a long time ago that we wanted to be able to provide that for them.
1: Great. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. And, and maybe Danielle, What keeps you up at night around your finances,
3: this stage of your life? Sure, absolutely. Well, I would say this. I grew up in a low income household. And, you know, while that created a lot of challenges and really hurdles to success, it also instilled in me a work ethic that I don't think I would have had otherwise should my path have been different. So what keeps me up at night is again, you know, talking along the vein of children and setting them up for success is you know, how can I help ensure a positive future for them, but by doing so in a way that still teaches them that work ethic and how important it is to really earn and, you know, deserve the things that you're given while balancing just wanting to really enjoy them while they're little. I have a five and a six-year-old and they live a charmed life. I mean, we've done a lot in the areas of, you know, travel and activities that I never had access to when I was young. And so just constantly asking myself, you know, how much is enough, but not too much, that they're still learning the value of, you know, earning and working hard.
1: I, you know, I love that answer.
3: Danielle, I think that's an interesting, this is Denise again.
5: I think it's really interesting because we have had to do that with one off to college and I've put him on a pretty strict budget. And it's heartbreaking. It's really hard as a parent when they call to ask for more money to say no. <laughs> but but we have because we need to instill exactly what you're talking about, the the budgeting and that we can't have everything we want and we have to work for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I love that you're you're thinking along those lines right now. It is hard as a mom to say no though. They usually come to mom first.
4: That is. And they're so cute right now. <laughs> There's a there's a, this is Amanda Daniel there's a really good book out there called Silver Spoon Kids. I don't know if you've read it, but it's how successful parents raise responsible children. We read it back when our our 17-year-old was born, just knowing because it's a similar situation, you know, we both grew up in low-income houses and I'm definitely recognizing how those struggles impacted us and our drive, you know, intrinsically. And so I recommend that, you know, if you want to pick that up and take a look at that. But I completely hear you in terms of what keeps you up at night. And I think this past year with COVID, That has really weighed heavily on probably many people's minds, the loss of income, potential loss of income and making sure that we have put enough away so that should something happen, should we lose a job, should, you know, some catastrophe happen, that we're able to, you know, at least have a year or two, you know, where we can kind of recoup and re- set ourselves you know because we have three kids and and they rely on us at this point so my own you know having my own practice as well what was going to happen you know not being able to meet with clients to get will signed because you can't get together witnesses and you know all of that I think has weighed heavily on my mind but having said that back to what I said initially is so much of that is relying on our financial planner, to help strategize for scenarios like this. And so that has taken a big burden off. But now that's kind of what's been weighing on my mind a lot.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Hannah, any thoughts there?
4: Yeah, I mean, speaking,
3: I'm probably closer to your kids' ages that you describe as going to your mom or dad to ask for money. And I can honestly say that I grew up in a very fortunate household. And I just had no idea how much being an adult cost, (laughs) how much (laughs) just surviving and being insured cost per month and going to the doctor and with all these COVID tests. And I just think that there's no, there's no answer on how to do life perfectly. There's no person that can tell you if there was a plan, I would absolutely follow it. But I think at least working with a financial advisor for me has made me feel like someone's got my back. And it's not me Googling an answer and it's not me asking my HR department at work. It's somebody that I trust that knows the nuances of my life that I can actually believe will have my best interest at heart with all these plans. And I think that I've recommended to all of my friends as we start to build these nest eggs at a young age to consider Having a financial advisor for that exact reason, because they come to me and we're like the blind leading the blind, 24 year olds on the run, 24, 25 year olds. So, definitely learning a lot in this process of growing up. I feel like.
1: I love that. I just, just listening to what you had to say, and then, you know, what Denise and, you know, Danielle and Amanda had to say, like that just resonates with me on so many levels, just thinking about my own kids. So I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that. You know, like I said, we've got one in college, so I, I can definitely see, you know, some of my story and what Denise was sharing. And interestingly enough, our our 16 year old is doing like a child development class in high school. And she came home the other day and was in, you know, very shocked state and said, do you have any idea how much it costs to raise a child? (laughs) <laughs> you know, like we hadn't been raising her all this time. <laughs> yes, we do. We know.
3: <laughs> and this is Hannah again. Like to your question of what keeps me up at night, I think I have a very different perspective than what the other women on the call might have. But me, my partner, are thinking of buying a house maybe in a year or two years. So, We're looking at how much money we spend in rent, which last year was almost $50,000 just in rent Mm. in downtown Chicago. And so we're looking at buying this year or maybe next year because that's just an enormous amount of money to be basically losing, for lack of a better term. And how do you know how much you're going to need? How do you know how much is going to be applied to your mortgage? How much do you need to set aside? How much stocks do I need to sell? Like these are all questions that if I was left to Googling, I would be so overwhelmed. And I think that that has literally kept us up at night just trying to navigate, you know, what this next huge purchase is going to be and what we're going to need for it. And I think that, you know, through people and through financial advisors and through that planning, like we feel a lot more comfortable with that decision.
5: Hey, Hannah, this is uh, Denise. I actually, I think that's great that you're doing that at such a young age. That's probably one of my regrets is I was a busy executive, but I didn't take the time out to um, take care of my finances. So I just kind of let them happen because I was so busy. And, you know, once I finally did get a financial planner and we started to build a plan, it does give you the confidence level and you make better decisions, honestly, because you have more facts and you have more data and it's hard to do when all of your information's in 25 different places. So I think that's great that you're doing that as a young age and I would recommend that to anybody.
3: Thank you. Absolutely. All the
2: help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And this is Jordan here. And, you know, I may be somewhat biased as, as the financial advisor in, in, you know, in this group of people. But I find that even from a personal perspective, making decisions, oftentimes I have some, some, you know, analysis paralysis and it, where there's so many different variables that it's hard to even weed through what the numbers are or what data I need to help make a decision, let alone how I feel about it. And so what I found helpful in my own personal financial plan is really layering in the the data, the details, taking that all off of my mind and putting it into the system that is, you know, my personalized financial picture. And then having the system kind of run that data instead of it being, you know, that weighing on my shoulders as well. And so I completely hear you, Hannah. I mean, anytime I make a big decision, including when to start a family, I throw it against my plan. I mean, people laugh and and my family laughed, but they, you know, I literally put kid number one in 2019 and it's going to cost at least $17,000 the first year, you know, between daycare, et cetera. And and said, can we even do this? Is this, you know, let alone the, the emotional side of starting a family, but from a physical dollars and cents standpoint, are we able to manage through all of this on the back end? Because I already knew that taking time off work, you know, raising a child, especially at three, four five months, you know, I had to be very comfortable from a dollar perspective while I'm navigating the whole new world that was coming, you know, coming to our family,
5: so to speak. And, and Jordan, again, this is Denise. You got to be careful with those plans because my plan for child number two turned into twins. So.
1: Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> cool
4: yeah, it, it, and that and that does
2: happen. And so you've got to you got to say, okay, well, let's take a step back and and reevaluate and understand that you know the numbers aren't everything, right? <laughs> <You> got it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it is interesting though. I think. Listening to all of the stories that are out there and, and really seeing, you know, I can see myself in, in every single one of your stories of how to navigate, you know, a growing and changing business during COVID, like Amanda, how to navigate raising kids like Danielle and Denise and making sure that you're keeping them, you know, grounded and, and making sure they have an understanding of, of what a dollar is and, and really Navigating all of that. And then, even with Hannah, I mean, I look back, you know, I'm 32 now. Some days it's kind of like Amanda questionable, am I 33 or am I 31? But hey, I'm 32 uh, as of today. And so, looking back, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, it, when I was in Hannah's shoes of navigating, okay, do we purchase a home? Do we, you know, wh- if so, where, what area? How much do we spend on that? How do we make sure that we're still saving for other things? How do we make sure we've got enough dollars in our pocket, so to speak, to cover some of those other costs that come up with a home purchase, right? It's not just the down payment. It's what if you get in there and the AC goes out? Or what if you have to redo a roof all of a sudden? you know, making sure that you've got funds available for that. And so it's just interesting kind of being on having a toe in both both sides of the equation to just kind of hear how it all comes together.
1: Yeah, and this is this is really exciting. And so there's two things here. We're kind of bumping up against the end of our time here, but I do want to have each of you back with your permission here Hannah, Amanda, Danielle, Denise and of course Jordan to continue this conversation. I think it's really important. I think we're on to something that, you know, I would like to continue to share with our listeners. So with that I you know I just really want to thank you for your time today and you know publicly ask you to come back and and spend some more time with us cuz I do want to talk about this and really get under the hood of you know what it is that you know sticks out for you that you know you're maybe struggling with or you're excited about with your finances. I know we've shared some of that today and I want to do a little bit deeper dive. Jordan, do you mind sharing with our listeners how they can get a hold of us if they have questions or would or would like to stay in contact?
2: Yes, of course. You can always go to our website, which is www. Solutions.com, or you can reach out to us at hello at synergiecapitalsolutions. com. You can get a hold of myself or David via there. And if you do want to connect with any of the lovely ladies on here today, then we can certainly make that connection as well.
1: Thank you, appreciate it. And for listeners, as always, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and share, and we look forward to connecting with you again soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Your Financial Planet, the Synergize Your Capital podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Synergy Capital Solutions is a financial planning and investment management firm registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPIC The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Synergy Capital Solutions and Hightower shall not in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data or other information, or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This podcast was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of Synergy Capital Solutions and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. Hightower advisors do not provide tax or legal advice. This material was not intended or written to be used or presented to any entity as tax advice or tax information. Tax laws vary based on the client's individual circumstances and can change at any time without notice. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisors before establishing a retirement plan.